Happy Friday. Day $1.00. July 5th, just after, just after July 4th. We're a little patriotic today, man. I've got I've got Abe Lincoln with some with a beer in his hand and some fucking sunglasses. He's ready to go, man. We've got some we've got some Jack Daniels on board. Not that they're sponsoring us, but if they did, that'd be cool too. That's right. I got the non-American whiskey. Proper I twelve Irish whiskey, I know. Proper twelve, mate. It's good. Proper twelve. It's good, man. It's not where you start, it's where you're finished, mate. <laughs> fucking that's Conor McGregor's whiskey. Hey, shout out to him. If he wanted to sponsor, that'd be cool too, motherfucker. He's cool. I like him. Good whiskey too. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like Dude, it. And he actually he's a good way to go on what we're talking about today. We're talking about personal branding. Ooh. Has anyone done it better than fucking Conor McGregor, man? Arguably. Yeah. I would say probably people have done yeah, it. Probably. <laughs> A little less reckless. Yeah, probably. Maybe a little different. But coming from a guy like me, I can't really, I'm not going to shame the guy. Right, right. Can't, can't speak to his context. But we're going to get into that, man. It's July 5th. We had a great July 4th. We had some uh, family come over and mm -hmm. some chosen family come over, had a grill out and, and got some food in and, and had a good time. And as much as we work, it was fun to take some time off. I'll tell you what, dude, before we get into this, I'm really happy with doing holidays like that at home. Yes. Versus... Um, we used to be that couple, right? Like you go to the fireworks and mm -hmm. man, I remember one time we snuck into this. I'm not going to say that. That's incriminating. <laughs> we were on this property uh, <laughs> and um, we were probably a hundred feet from where like the mega show was happening. Like they were, they were, they were coming down on top of us. Pretty, it was pretty cool. Who was this? You and, you and who else? Man, I don't want to incriminate them. Oh. <laughs> it was my, <laughs> it was nice. my family. Nice. No, we saw it, man. And, we, and it was, um, we were about as close as you can get. We were right at the rope and um, it was a, it was a the spot we were at. I think was invite only, mm -hmm. but we made it in, and some of the people thought we were cool and vouched for us. So we kind of we kind of crashed the party, but snuck in. It was really cool, man. But the traffic going in, the traffic going out when you got kiddos and they're tired. It's man, it's a it's a it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's terrible. It's good staying at home, man. We had a good time yeah. with it. Yeah. Um. So we had some fun. I've got. I think I've got the right shirt on. I think Abe Lincoln was. I bet if he was current, he'd be kind of like this: drink a beer and think so. Party with with yeah. everyone. Yeah, man. He was uh, he was for the people, for the people, by the people, from the people. I was curious those people if real life today, like he just would have been a dick or something. I wonder if he'd be buff. I mean, he did some good things, but <clears throat> you never know. You don't know. Yeah, you that's the know. thing. And I'm not going to talk on it. And, right. I th and we're going to get into that too because we're going to get into personal branding today. And I think one of the pieces to it is just staying in your lane and as you document. Just speaking on your experiences and, and where you have context, because I think once you once you try to speak on topics that you don't have any experience in or or whatnot, it's where you get yourself in trouble. It's yeah, where you're vulnerable. Do. Yep. And dude, it's okay to say I don't know. Or man, no. one of the things I've been working on. And or what? or ah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> who gives That's a the fuck? cop out. Ah, nobody cares about that, dude. Science. And then I don't know enough about that topic to have an opinion. I'm, I like your mature answer versus oh, like, man. what do you think on global warming? Dude. You know, ah, fuck that. If more people could learn that That's phrase, fat ah, more people could learn that phrase, that. this world would be a better Look at this, man. We got ice. See that? You think that came from global warming? <laughs> no, man. Let's dive into it. Let's I, do we, it. We, we pride ourselves on not bullshitting too much and then getting to the point. But it's fun to have a little bit of whiskey, man, and kick back on a Friday when most people are off. And um, we didn't have a crazy day at all, mm -hmm. but we're diving in and getting into this podcast. So... Subjects for today, man, personal branding, mm -hmm. right? And growing pains that come along the way. Right. Um, and they kind of come and go, man. It's like uh, they come in phases, and um, I like it. I like this topic. We're going to credit Eli with, with the topic today. But I think we've had a lot of messages <clears throat> similar 
And we definitely have a lot of questions from people directly when we're in business with them. Um, you know, just around our sphere and people right. we talk to. This is big. Um, but your credit. Well, dude, and, and this is just where I think, uh, you know, really transcending our industry, being real estate at the moment. Everything's a personal brand now, man. If you sell cars, if you sell T-shirts, you sell literally anything. Nowadays with social media, man, it's it, it all comes down to you as a person and, and how you're building yourself as a brand. Um, dude, and in, in, in even you just as an employee, man, I think, you know, whether you're selling something or not, everyone's got a personal brand. Kind of. They do, man. They Kinda. do. They do. But I feel like, okay, so let me give you an example. And this might be, this might not be the best analogy. Mm -hmm. In the supplement world, you have companies. I'm not going to name any companies. It's not my place to do that. But you have big companies, okay? And then these big companies make other companies and put other names on them. Mm -hmm. So imagine this. Lately, imagine right? if imagine if Nike also manufactured and owned Adidas and Reebok and K-Swiss, but you didn't know it. Right. Because they're all different brands. Yep. But it came from the umbrella. Yep. Right. So a lot of that's how the industry is with supplements a lot. And mm -hmm. that's how they keep themselves relevant, man, because in, in, in the supplement world, things kind of have a shelf life. You know, like you, you're, you're taking someone's stuff and it's badass, but then like you're on to the next, man. Something you're else the next, comes along. You're, you're a little right, fiend, right, little right. crackhead. Yeah. I'm a crackhead. I'll call you a crackhead. You're on to the next. Yeah. So I feel like, bear with me, a lot of personal brands, I'm using these quotation marks, you're just duplicating yourself from someone else that you saw. Yep. We're regurgitating someone else's information. Or we're regurgitating or, or repeating someone else's style. Copy of a copy. Yeah, because you don't know what else to do. So you're just repeating a lot of what someone else is. Not that I don't enjoy, you know, the Grant Cardones and the Gary V's and the Joe Rogans and sitting here in a fucking podcast, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You got a red velvet curtain behind you, Eli. Kind of like his last one. But so there's some things that we like or don't like as far as like how we want to capture stuff. I think what's important is your context, right? Yep. Your truth. And speaking to your experiences and and not trying to duplicate the gospel, right? right? right. Like that's not your place to do that. Mm -hmm. So again, correlating is I feel you've got a lot of these personal brands running around, but they're just regurgitated bigger brands. Mm -hmm. Well, and here's why I think to an extent, um, I mean, a lot of the information is going to be the same, but the delivery is going to be different as long as you are being who you are. And, and where I think a lot of people get held up is that, you know, they think, oh, I, I shouldn't talk about this topic because somebody's already covered it. Here's the thing, though. Some people are going to click with a Grant Cardone. Some people are going to click with the Gary Vee. Some people are just going to click with a URI. Even if we're all saying the same shit, it, it, it's received differently based on who it's coming out of. Maybe. Yeah. But if you're regurgitating what a Grant Cardone says because it's Grant Cardone and you can't speak to the experience. Right. That's where I have a problem with yep. it. Well, right? and that's not a problem. Not that's that's a that's uh what do you call that? That's aggressive. I don't have a problem with you. Do your thing. But that's where it becomes a little deceitful, right? And yes. where like, listen, if you're gonna like, if I'm gonna talk, if we if we were to talk about a subject that Gary V already spoke about, mm -hmm. cool. But we're 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 speaking very directly to how it applies to us. And I think that's where the honesty comes in. Right. And that's where people decide whether they want to listen to your bullshit or not, and, and then just not making it fancy. And if you can only go so far with it because that's where you're at. Hey, cool, man. There's nothing wrong with that. So again, when you say like everything is personal, I think you're right. I just think um, 
there's a lot of pretenders. Like we, I think you well, spoke about that last well, week. Well, and here's the thing too. Regardless if you have a product to sell or not, just you as an individual, as a person on social media, you are a personal brand. Oh, whether you like it or not. Yes. Every oh, single human. I like that. If you're on social media, you are a personal brand and the shit that you say matters. People are listening okay. to that and they're building their own uh, you know, their like preconceived notions of who you are and the things that you do. If you're one of those persons that are people that are always jumping from uh, MLM to MLM to MLM, you're tarnishing your personal brand. See what whiskey does to you? <laughs> Makes you a thinker, Eli. One sip, man. See That's that? Good. Last week, we were talking marijuana and you were on, you were in the fucking clouds. Today, <laughs> Shut up. I was not in the clouds. Today, you're in the dirt right where that whiskey came from, boy. That's now true. you're getting down That's and dirty. True. I like it. So, well, I'm going to let you start, man. This is your... It's not your topic, but it was your idea um, based off of some folks having some questions and just mm-hmm. th- just this being a topic of discussion um, for a while. And you guys see mm-hmm. my my handy dandy notebook here. So let's start with <laughs> handy <laughs> reference. Yeah. So let's start with we're going to obviously we've already started. Let's start with um, personal branding. One of my yeah. big notes that I got on that. I'll let you speak on it. Yep. Um, and I, this, I can't take credit for me saying this. I'm sure other people have said it, but this is what sticks with me is that you can't. So we're talking in the context of business and growing a personal right. brand. So if you're a personal brand, as in what Eli just said, <clears throat> the fact that you're on social media makes you a personal brand. But we're going to talk about growing your personal brand for the sake of attention mm-hmm. and sales, reputation, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But it's still business oriented. We're going right. to stay. We're going to stay right. in the theater of business today. So those of you that could give a shit about that, like mm-hmm. enjoy enjoy listening in our banter, but. Not necessarily applying to you. So let's stay within that theater. And again, can't take credit for saying I can't remember who said it. It sticks with me. But you, you know, biggest thing, you can't outsource a personal brand. Mm-hmm. Right. So when that I'll give you some I'll give you some uh I'll give you a platform here. I'll kind of build it up for you and see what you think. I'll throw you a little all you. Sure. Um that can so when you when we when I'm talking about you can't or when you know people talk about you can't outsource a personal brand. What does that mean, right? That means shortcuts of fake followers on social media that's one of it it's having someone else write your content right um like you, you give them photos or whatever maybe but they're they're writing your content they're responding to your platform right your your attention base if there is one you're letting someone else do that in the attempt that you grow quicker right 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 and now i'm not against companies helping your platform grow and grow followers but it's got to be organic but there's a big difference between Fat and I were talking about this the other day. There's a huge difference between bots going out there and liking and unliking and doing all this shit and then throwing out comments to get traction, even though their attempt is to get real followers to your page. There's bots and just just you know not real things out there doing that for you mm-hmm. versus creating your own content and then if you have a platform helping you boost your own content to get followers, that's different, right? Mm-hmm. So. It's okay, and, and I want to get that out there, right? Obviously, we're trying to scale us, scale ourselves. It's okay to have that, but at what point are we getting lazy or yeah. are we getting a little bit impatient and we want something else to grow? So I think that's that's what comes to mind for me when we talk about outsourcing a personal brand. Mm-hmm. You've got to be in the weeds when it comes to just what you want to say and what you're about, the, the face of it. You know what I mean? Well, and to, and to me, dude, that's one of the most obvious ones. I mean, fuck, it's called a personal brand. And then right. the first thing people try and do is automate that and make it not personal. <laughs> you know what? It it's reminds called me of, personal brand. When you say that, personal brand. It reminds me of a Cat Williams. I wish we could cut this in, Fat Week. I know we can't. 
Reminds me of a Cat Williams stand-up one time when he was like talking about girls, like, you messing up my self-esteem. And he's like, it's called self-esteem, <laughs> Dude, bitch. Yeah. That means your motherfucker's hell. Like, That's hilarious. The way yeah. you said it, bro. That's I, exactly I it. it. That's yeah. exactly It's called a personal brand. For a reason. Yeah. Um, and, and, and again, like, you know, kind of like we talked about last week, how we talked about um, you know, if you, if you're taking shortcuts, a lot of times you can win in the short term, but you're always going to lose in the long term. It's kind of the same thing with the personal brand and trying to outsource it. Like, sure, you may get a slight boost in followers if you have bots out there liking and unliking pages and commenting on your behalf. You might, yeah, you'll get some more followers in the short term, but those fucking followers are going to get to your page. They're going to see your content over the next three months. They're going to see you're full of shit and they're going to unsubscribe and you're going to lose them in the long run. Yeah. Yep. The other day I was, um, sitting on the patio my computer was 100 percent, mm-hmm. and i'm like ah i'm gonna go from 100 percent to to damn near zero percent right mm-hmm. and um for those of you that are that are watching right now appreciate the love and the respect and the support to the podcast and if you're watching right now i'm sure a lot of you got messages from me there were personal messages that i sent out that said hey you know schmuckatelli joe schmuckatelli appreciate the like and support on our Facebook podcast page, day one dollar zero. <clears throat> I'd go to their page, just see what they were up to, what they were all about, what they were into, and I would mention something. And I would mention something specific about their page on purpose so they knew that one, not only was it me, but it was not copy and pasted. Like I actually had enough context in there where like you knew I it would take longer to copy and paste and erase three sentences to put another three sentences back in about someone else and figure out if it's right. grammatically correct it's a lot faster to just do it the way I was doing it. And a lot of people appreciated it. And I also said, Hey, if there's ever topics that you guys want discussed, Hey man, I'm all for it. You know, let, let us know we're, we're, we're loving that. You know, we're at a local level right now. I'm sure there's a couple people out of States chatting with a couple folks from like Arizona, a couple there, but <clears throat> biggest thing as we grow early on is just appreciating the support. And when you appreciate the support to letting people know, hey, this is really me messaging you. Right. Hey, saw this on your page. Saw you just had a kiddo. Phenomenal. Like, what's his name? And really trying to interact. And man, that those messages took forever the other night. And then when people start replying, you want to reply. Fuck. So yeah. then you're right. But then you're getting lost and like where you're at on that list. And I'm sure I've missed a couple of people. But the efforts there as far as like just being patient with this. Right. So and just letting people know that you're thankful and you're supportive. And that's our personal brand. And, you know, like the first. So is our episode three. We had 61 people watching when we were live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within a couple of days, that episode four had 373 people that had come and gone during the live. So they didn't mm-hmm. stay the whole time. Right. Right? Well, maybe right. some of them right. did, uh, but not all of them. But, you know, during that live session, people that were coming and going was 373 compared to 61. Mm. Well, that's all the grunt work, man. That's all getting in there and. Just being fucking thankful and letting them know it's a podcast. Sometimes if you got some friends that vouch for you, right, you invite them to like a page, they just click like. They click on their alert. They click like, yeah, cool. Will's a cool guy, motherfucker, right? Mm-hmm. Wham, like. But I, that's not exactly what I want. Not that I'm not grateful for the like. But what I'd like is go on there when you get time. Take a listen to the podcast. See what you think. And shit, if you dislike it, I'd rather take. I'd rather take no like than a like that's just not necessarily real. And, and right. when I was so in that message, when I was putting, not just thank you for the support, but thank you for the support for our Facebook podcast page. They when I was there and I got a couple of my bros, they were like, oh shit, bro. I didn't know you had a podcast on right. there. Like, I'll take a look. I'm like, yeah, fucker. Like, appreciate the like, but make sure, hey, we're friends, but make sure I'm doing something that, like, dude, I'm weird. 
when somebody invites me to like something, I check it out. Right, right. I'm like, mm, that's what, what you, skepticism we're talking yeah, about. Now, right. listen, I don't expect you to call me and ex- pitch me your business model, but and it, and maybe I don't know you personally, but you're on my Facebook friends and whatever. But cool, man. But I still want to dive in and see how well you've prepared something before you just sure. go asking people to like it. And if I go there and there's no photos, there's no content, I'm just like, man, I wish you'd have a little bit more respect for your fan base that wants to like it. Put some things up and put some content. So some of my bros, you know, I've met in person. Some are just Facebook friends, but mm-hmm. just the, just bros, man. And they're like, oh, shit, bro. You know, right. let's take a look at it. And and they did. And some of them wrote back and like, yeah, man, you should cover this. And it was cool. But so the personal branding side is like, dude, it's it's Barney style. Purple dinosaur. We used to say in the Marine Corps all the time. Break this shit down Barney style. Three-year-old, as, sim- as simple as you can break things down so just by saying thanks for liking my facebook podcast page right it's letting people know so when you're building your personal brand even though it's you who are you and what are you doing i think that's that's your your dude that's about as simplistic as you can put it because as that personal brand grows and you want people to know what you're all about and certain things like that you've got to let them know what you're diving into and that's that basic storytelling who what when where why Where'd you get that? I know I got that from Will. Well, but I got that. From I got it from like, fifth, yeah, I got it like fifth grade or something. <laughs> but I, I know. We're we'll home get me a reminder. For, Shout like, out to Ms. Schmidt. Two years. What's up? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. And sometimes we forget to to be brilliant at the basics when yep. we start something new. We just forget five paragraph order and certain things. Well, man, well, that apply. Well, let's talk about you know being being who you are on your personal brand. You know before scaling it because I think that's one of the biggest things that you and I do. A lot of people. For, for you and I, it's impossible for us to not be ourselves. For Correct. a lot of other people out there, that's what they're going to struggle the most with. Um, and, and I think a lot of it comes from fear of judgment or they just don't know who they actually are um, or a combination of the two. And that's something that I've had to get a lot better at because there are certain um, words that I use in, in day-to-day life and certain things that I do in day-to-day life that really are me. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, man, when I was putting content out, not that you go out of your way to like expose things about yourself. You can have, you know, certain private things, but if something's you, you got to let people know. I saved you. <laughs> you definitely helped me up. You definitely <laughs> helped <no>. me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Here's the deal. I got a couple things on that, but here, you know, let's break it down like relationship style, right? Like if you, not that girls don't pursue a guy or mm-hmm. guys are always supposed to pursue girls. I don't know. Not going to dive into that. I'm a guy. So I'm going to talk from a guy's perspective. A guy likes a girl, right? <clears throat> You've got to be yourself because you, like, if you're trying to be someone you're not, you're guessing. And when you're guessing and then she ends up liking something, you're like, oh, holy shit, she likes that. But how do you be consistent with it? And how do you be natural with it? And then, okay, like you feel like I don't, even something basic, like you pretending you like football, right? <laughs> no, no disrespect. Yeah. You don't like football. Dude, I get it. Dude. I, I, I can't. Bo- yeah. Right. But let's say you did. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, Megan, what's up? We love you. This is hy- hypothetical. No, nah, fuck that. We'll use your wife. Yeah. You're just meeting your wife. Right. And as you're getting to know her, she's a football fan. Mm-hmm. And um, you pretend to be a football fan. Right. Because <laughs> right. like, hey, she right. likes. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I like football, yeah. too. Right. Yeah. Like, and how like how natural is that going to come off? And then great. Oh, you like it? Great. Like, who's your favorite player? Fuck. Yeah. Or, hey, let's go to a game. Have you ever been getting? And then, like, you don't even know what fourth down is or what they're trying to do on the field. And 
before you know it, you're like yelling out for a holding penalty, and it's like, no, he had the ball. That's called a tackle, right? Mm -hmm. And you look like a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. That's hard, and it's hard to maintain. Right. And sometimes if we don't have any self-identity and you're still trying to figure out who you are, you're not, I don't want to call you a faker. You're not. But you should be a little bit more true to yourself as far as trying to figure those things out. And I think where it becomes hard is where you have to get consistent yeah. and hold that. So for me, look, man, there's just no room to not be yourself because I can't, I can't tiptoe around as a father or in business or anything else and just not be me. But what I like about it is it's me. And if you like me, if you fuck with me, like, cool, because now we're going to have a lot of fun with business. You know who you're working with and what you're getting yourself into. And we're going to get to that. Yeah. You know, we're going to get yeah. to all social media and being yourself right, right. And, and why that's important and why we have such a great time with our, with our, the people, the, our clients, mm -hmm. but people know who you are, but backing up a little bit, cause I don't want to miss these. And I'm looking at my notes here. I think consistency and I think your word matter. So if you're that person that's always starting a new business, always your, your MLM and then you're this and then you're that, you know, whatever it may be. And I'm not beating up MLM. I'm not even against it, but you're, you know, some problems with MLM and some problems with what we do in real estate and other businesses is, you know, people don't make up their fucking minds. Right. And they're bouncing back and forth and they're not consistent with anything. So my, my biggest thing is if you want to build a personal brand, Figure out if you like it first and foremost. Like, mm -hmm. is this you? Are you comfortable in your own skin? And do you know who you are in this industry? Whatever that industry may be. Secondly, are you successful at it? Do you have something to say or do you have something to document about it? Right. And and thirdly, are you being consistent with it to the point where you can hold up your end of the bargain? Because for me, likes on Facebook are a big deal. I'd rather have 500 real likes than a bunch of people who were just liking my page but didn't know what it was or I paid someone to get more likes. I would much rather have 500 likes, but the majority of them are interacting on our page and they're liking and absorbing the content. But my word matters, which means we didn't even create this page until a year and a half in. Mm -hmm. Like this is just now blooming, right? And we're, and we're a year and a half in and we're, we've got a good model, right? And we're successful at it and we've had enough successes within what we're doing, you know, where we can, we can talk about it. We can speak to it. And I've done enough with, with, you know, the Marine Corps and the law enforcement and the government things and how that applies to civilian life, corporate America, how it all applies. And we've had enough success with that. I've integrated myself with a civilian business partner. We've, we've had enough there where I feel like I can respectably ask mm -hmm. someone to not only like my page, but to listen to what I have to say, because I think it might help you. Right. But those are your, you know, that's my word. And secondly, if you like what I have to say now, great. But now am I responsible enough to keep this consistent so I, uh, there's consistent content. Mm -hmm. So when you get somebody's like or you get someone's attention, you're not going to be two videos into this damn thing. And then you're going to be done. So I think that's where it has to start two minutes. It's got to start with yourself. And you don't have to be so quick to broadcast it and jump on board or jump on some bad wagon. And before you know it, maybe you do like the industry, but you hate the company. Yeah. Or maybe you do like the industry, but you hate the, you know, Oh, I, I love MLM and I think I can do well at it, but I don't like this company uh, or what Here, you get what I'm saying. Here's one of the issues, man, is particularly with real estate, particularly with MLM. And that's why we're talking about these two, because these two are some of the worst, I think, in the sense that people sell you this fucking pipe dream that they know isn't true. But it, you you have that in the back. You're like, maybe this is it, dude. And when, and when there's that low barrier of entry and high potential for reward and you go to the MLM thing or you talk to the real estate agent who's making a lot of money, people think like, oh, I can do that too. And then when nothing happens their first year and they realize, shit, this is an actual business. This is going to take a lot of time. Then they quit. 
someone else sells them another pipe dream and they jump to that and they jump to that. So being realistic in, in as far as your expectations of what it's actually going to take to run a business because MLM real estate, whatever you're in, it's a real business and you have to treat it like real business. And it's not easy, man. And this is where social media gets dangerous because it's look, whether you put a year and a half or 10 years into something and you need your integrity like myself to feel good about what you're doing or whether you have an idea and you're five minutes into it and you put a cover photo up and a profile photo up and then ask all your friends to like it. <clears throat> There's no difference. The mm-hmm. action of inviting friends to like a page is no different. It's, yep. but again, man, it's, it's the integrity behind what you're doing and just know, and look, you, you owe it to yourself. If you're going to start a new endeavor, you owe it to yourself that before you start sacrificing your word and vouching for a company, vouching for an industry, vouching for yourself that you're successful within a company within an industry that you take that time and it takes so much pressure off of you versus trying to figure out like whether you like a company and whether you like an industry and who you are within that company within that industry and you got to remember what to post on social media Mm -hmm. one that's why documenting is so important when you get when you do get to that point but secondly the expectation that you're you're submitting yourself to Against the odds. Right. And, man, you don't ever want to come off like you're faking the funk because you're in the middle of figuring it out. And people are like, well, look at this dipshit, right? Mm-hmm. But really, you're not a dipshit. You're in that phase of who am I in this whole world when it comes to whatever whatever industry you're in or whatever company that you're supporting? Like, what is all about this? Or like influencers. That's a big thing on like social media and you want to be a you know first form or other big companies influencer. Hey, Make sure you like the product, right? Because cats out of the bag, we know they're sponsored, you know, photos or videos. And hey, guess what? That's okay. I don't think anybody ever cares if you're sponsored and you make money by posting stuff on social media. I think what people care about is being a liar. So if you put the time into just, you know, meeting the owners or, or just meeting some of the people of the company or doing your history, like go go look at Reddit and look for complaints or where, wherever those are at, right? Look for complaints and look at for history and try their products for a couple months and if you're and if you dig it beyond the dollar now on your social media you still got to be super genuine your word still means something cuz you say hey I've tried this company for 6 months you know we've been talking back and forth but I wanted to make sure Jack Daniels listen I've been talking to him for 6 months right and I, and I I drank it my whole life and they're just and I love them right but I would still want to make sure that they treat people right and that their infrastructure right. is, is good right. or it's at least what I expect it where, to be. Where do you think that comes from in you, man? Because most people don't have that. that John that, Marine Corps, that, bro. It, but also, I know a lot of Marines that also don't have that. Like, I think, I mean, it's part of that, but also- You know like, a lot of Marines? Who? Are you cheating on me? A handful. You're a, <laughs> a handful. You're, what a jerk. You a handful. But, but dude, and, and just from anybody, like you're one of the few people that- their word actually means something. And I don't people, know. People will say it does, but their actions don't back it up. You know, it's one of those things well, that sounds good to say, but then actions are different. Yeah, man. You're, and you're, I, I was a leader. Super, you know, we're not going to get into deployments and, and other stuff. And that stuff doesn't matter. But long story short, I was a leader early on in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And you're learning and leading at the same time. But the bottom line was if you were telling command staff you would get something done and you're not getting it done, you're training for super extreme circumstances. So... You know, if you say that you're going to do something and then, it, oh, it's late at night and you decide to go to bed instead of getting it done the next day, you're not prepared. They're going to say, hey, listen, man, I get it. You're learning and you're leading at the same time. And there is not enough time in the day and you, you still need a couple of hours sleep to function. 
But here's the deal. You didn't get it done. And if we were in a combat situation and you failed to prepare, guys die. Mm-hmm. So it was just cut or it was just cut and dry. It was like, look, man, do you want to put yourself or even worse, even worse, do you want to put other Marines in harm's way because you weren't prepared? Because look, when you're training and you're and you're get, and you're preparing for the worst, one thing that's very clear, man, is like you want to be able to sleep at night to know like that your training and your mindset is exactly where it needs to be. If, if for some reason you're put in that situation, period, you don't ever want to go home at night and just wonder right or you don't ever want to go to bed at night wherever you're at you know wherever you're deployed and just wonder like if i did all i could do some things are out of your control a lot of things aren't mm-hmm. and if you're not doing all you can do you're gonna put someone else in harm's way because of it. like you gotta be a, look man you can let yourself down all day right you gotta be a sorry motherfucker to let other guys down when they're expecting you to do your part so that's there man and look here's the deal i think all of us can relate to this I've had friends or, you know, family or wherever, no one's specific. I've had people say they're going to do something and not. A lot of people do. How does it make you feel? So instead of instead of allowing that to be acceptable because everyone else does it, just remember how that feels. And, you know, and you got to remember, like, no matter how little it may be, if you start letting that become acceptable at a small level, mm-hmm. <clears throat> What are you going to do at a, at a large Dude, level? That's where I've right. been catching it a lot. And, and a good example I think a lot of us can relate to, if you tell someone, some, like you said, small level, hey, man, I'll email that to you today. Fuck, you better. I, I've literally like gotten out of bed at 1145 at night because I've let something slip. I'm like, damn, I told that guy I'd send it to him tonight. I know he's in bed, but I also know if he wakes up at 7 a.m. and he sees that that email isn't there, I told him I was going to get back to him today. Even if I get it there at 11.59 p.m. that same day, I'm fucking getting out of bed, and I'm sending that email just so when he gets up in the morning, he sees 11.59 p.m. Oh, shit. He, he did it. Even worse, when that guy doesn't care. Like, hey, yeah, man, get to me by today. Cool. If not, cool. That's what kind of opens that door yep. of, like, letting yep. it slip and you yep. go to bed. But now as things gradually become more, like, you have other circumstances in life that are slightly more serious, you've created a habit and you expect yourself to just like turn this switch on and just be ready to go. No, man, Mm-mm. you know, and, and that's a lot, that's very, you know, very, very, very true in the police world too, man, of just having your routines and making sure that you're mentally prepared for everything on the mm-hmm. street, you know, and in some, in some aspects being an officer, man, that's one of the hardest jobs on the planet. Right. And I, I always support those guys. And this is not a political rant of, of saying that I, you know, every cop is a good cop. I'm not getting that bullshit. Right. But I feel like, way more times than not them guys got good hearts and their intentions are in the right place and if something goes wrong we've got two years to go look at it in court versus the split second he had a chance to make a decision and we're going to question where the intent came from and i get it however let's get back to just the you know not the sticky side but just just the legit just the not the logistics but just the nature of the job you got to be prepared to Maybe help an old lady with some groceries getting into her house because she fell, but she's okay. And you're super nice and calm with her and you're getting her in this, you know. And then from there, you go to some active, you go to some shooting, right? And guys are shooting at each other at the Duras and Aurora in the parking lot. And you're not, you don't even like, it's not that you don't care about the gangsters shooting at each other, but you're super worried about the non-gangsters in public that can get hurt by them, right? Because of just fire going everywhere. And then you go from that to... It may be a verbal domestic, right? And people just arguing, but it was, you know, the neighbors were too loud or the neighbors thought you were too loud. So now we respond and they're good people and they work every day. They're just stressed and they're, 
they're getting at each other a little bit and you're you're trying to sympathize with their situation and you go from that to a fire or maybe somebody dies in that fire maybe it's a kid maybe a kid dies in a fire right and then you go from that to a fender bender where no one's hurt but they're acting like it's the end of the world and you have to take every ounce of patience within you to not smack the fuck out of somebody to go, hey, man, are you seriously this mad about this? And right. by the way, you're the one at fault. So that's a real story. That conglomeration of calls is an example of some calls that I've been on in just one night. And where it's hard, man, is it's up and down. And you've got to be one person for one situation. And you've got to be another mm -hmm. for another situation. And it's up and down. And you can get super complacent. But here's the deal. If you allow your values to, to be hindered, right, to, to slip, when they count, when you come onto another call that's a lot more serious and you've allowed your habits or, or you've allowed yourself to be more complacent, that's a problem. And here's why. Because sometimes you go to the non-emergent call that turns into an officer-involved shooting. Mm. It's not like we know, you know what I mean, like a traffic mm. stop turns into you know like just hey a routine traffic stop but you don't know an armed felon's in the car and he thinks you saw him get in the car so he thinks you're pulling him over for him right when really you just saw expired tags for the driver and now you're going up to a routine traffic stop and that felon pulls trigger on you so being complacent even on like the the low risk quote-unquote low risk cause can turn out to be the most high risk situations of your life and you might be trying to survive right and that's serious. So maybe it's just from experiences from that stuff in the Marine Corps mm -hmm. being a leader and being responsible for so many people and then being that officer where you don't ever want to become complacent and just because it's a non or low risk call per se, right, doesn't mean that something's not going to unfold right in front of you. And if, you, and if you're complacent and you've allowed some of those things to slide into your brain and you've allowed yourself to, to mentally slack a bit, it costs you in your life. So now here's the deal. We're in real estate. Nobody's dying due to real estate right mm -hmm. like not to laugh that's fucked up not to laugh but it's true though but yeah. what i try to do is i still try to approach my friendships and my family and i try to approach our accountability with our team and i try to approach the way we help our clients with the same amount of seriousness mm -hmm. as in no no one's dying but does that mean like i hinder and i get complacent or i slack on on contracts or i slack on my word because i'm in a safer environment now mm -hmm. no man i think that's something that I bring to the table that makes me a little bit more unique where you, it gets risky is not everybody has those experiences right so when we're training our team or everything else like there's a super sensitive way you have to to go to trying to open their minds to that type of perspective versus motherfucking them up and down right. even if you're right because like it's oh hey so you know in my world someone could have died like look dude there's no place for that here because they can't relate to it mm. And if they can't relate to you, then they can't hear you. Well, and where, right. I, where I think it's good is when you are, you just are that. And then when people can witness that and then they can see in their own mind, okay, damn, like Will really does pay attention to the little details and he's as critical as the little details as the big details. Now they're more receptive just as an observer. Like, how can I apply that to my life? And that's when it becomes contagious. Like just Correct. you and I, like, you don't like, in our past, you've commented about things, but you've kind of allowed me to witness and observe. And then naturally, I think I start emulating some of those behaviors. Likewise. Yeah. Because it, sometimes, like, I want to I wanna go talk to the world. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and you're like, hey, homie, I appreciate, I appreciate your little commando world. Here's the deal, toy soldier. Uh, they don't give a fuck what you got to say because they're lenders to a different company. And look, man, you can go talk to all 20 of them. 
but listen, they, they just don't care. And is it going to resonate or are, I mean, are you really spending your time where it's in your life? And I'm like, man, yeah, dude, maybe I need to smoke a little weed and chill out or not think, well, but I, it's true. Like you got to be very careful with with your passion or your, your inspiration, or even if someone messes up, you got to realize like, okay, here's the deal. Do I put the effort there or can I just keep within a different direction where we've had more success and stay there and then triple down where we're having success versus trying to talk and ideology into people that just don't get it. Like, Hey man, maybe they just don't care that much about yeah. their job. Maybe like the last podcast when I said, why do you got to figure out who you are? Like, how about just knowing who you aren't? Like yeah. if you go to work one more time and see that cubicle, you're going to lose your shit. They might be that person at that lending company in that cubicle going, just don't care, dude. Yeah. I don't give a shit about any of this. Mm. I appreciate you coming in here and talking all your morals to me there, toy soldier, but I don't, I just don't care. Now, mm. does that make it okay? No, but it does allow you to go, okay, noted. Maybe they're not receptive to what I'm saying and there isn't potential to get better. Maybe you can gear your efforts where they do matter. That's where you've rubbed off on me, right? That sounds terrible, right? Like <laughs> Eli did not rub me off. He didn't smoke my skin wagon. Jesus. <laughs> right? Jesus. Um, Jesus. We did go to San Francisco together. We did. No one knows what Jesus happened out there. at all. Yeah. I like that. Drink your, <laughs> you want me to drink your whiskey for you? Yeah, well, cheers to that. I know what happened. Yeah, you do. You were there. You were right in the middle of it. <laughs> Pun but, intended. But, dude, I think it's... But uh, you, get, you get what I'm saying, right? And just to, so just to rewind this a little bit, I think it all, all of those values that we're talking about, all these stories that I'm talking about or examples I'm talking about, that all boils down to who you are as a person, where your integrity lies, and have you given yourself enough time to really dial in and, and get some traction, some success, some flow to what you're doing before you go off into trying to ask people for their support, knowing you, you might not have Dude, that. And that's, and, that's, and that's like prime definition of personal brand, man, because people know who you are on the podcast and the things that you talk about are also who you are in real life and the mm -hmm. things that you apply in real life. And there, there, there are no characters, man. It's not like the camera turns on and or the microphones turn on and you're somebody else. The shit you do every single day is this person that right. people are seeing here. And selfishly, we talked about this, but we've got a networking group that we own, you know, on our team. And, you know, selfishly, because I was in leadership for so long at such a young age, I use leadership as my form of accountability to an extent. Mm -hmm. Like it keeps me going. Like the the motivation of knowing people are s literally looking at me for advice, for guidance, mm -hmm. for let me see if he does what he say he does or what he wants me to do. That keeps me accountable. I, I almost need that. Not that I would let myself down if I didn't have a company with you or anything like that. I would still do my thing because I've got a family looking at me. But man, it does help. So it, so it you know in some some shape or form, it is a little selfish that I can get that from being a leader. However where the integrity lies is just making sure that if you're going to take people's time or take people's trust to build that, then you better know what you're doing, at least with what you're talking to them about doing. Right. 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 100%. And, and living it, dude, and living it. And that's where it's like, that's personal branding to a T man. And yeah. people think personal brand is this character that you are on social media. Mm -hmm. They think it's your Instagram posts that you put up. It's your face. Nope. It is everything that you do and say in real life on the internet things that you write down, the emails that you send to people, just the basic business to business shit that people do every day, even as an employee, even as a husband or wife or son or daughter yeah. or whatever, the things that you do matter, man. And people pay attention. A hundred percent. And that's why leading back to that first, to the, to the originality of this was you got to be yourself, man. Yep. There's just yep. too many layers to try to pretend to be something different. Yep. Right. So I think we're good on that one. 
moving forward. So, so the start of personal brand, right? At the very start, mm-hmm. whatever you're diving into, cool. Take that thought, dive into it. Maybe you switch companies two or three or four times, or or maybe you dive into some things a couple of different times and it's a different industry, but it's still entrepreneurship, whatever it may be, whatever you're diving into to whatever company or whatever industry and or both, mm-hmm. give yourself enough respect, give your audience, give your friends and family, give your, your sphere, give it enough respect to dive into that and just see how, you know, who am I in this industry or company and where do I stand with all of it? Am I successful? And have I done enough to create some content to keep consistent if that's what I'm going to do? Right. And dude, that's, it's got to start there. And I think, mm-hmm. so my thing is, I think people might start a little bit too quick. Like they're super eager and they're super motivated, but listen, 90 days in you're feeling it. Right. And that's a fucking problem. And now mm-hmm. you're a little desperate or you're running out of content because man, you don't want to do this, but you've already had so many people follow you. They're proud of you. They're supporting you. And oh my God, you're so great at this, but really, yep, you're great at it, but you hate it. Or you've had nobody. You yeah. love what you're doing, but nobody's listening. Nobody's watching. And you're you gotta, like, fuck, you gotta, should I keep going at this? If well, people at hate me. Three months, I think you should. We'll yeah. get into that too. Yeah. So I've got a couple more notes for you to keep mm-hmm. us on track. Mm-hmm. We're still we're still new at this. Okay. What you got? Grab this mic. Ooh. I should have wore a macho man pay. Uh, sure. I know. He's how do you get more American than that <laughs> fucking guy? Apple pie wrestling and steroids <laughs> you yeah. get, and some bud light like we got here too. no man we're not i'm talking about macho man not us dude you don't I think you drink some bud light yeah but i was talking about steroids and apple pine gotcha. bro <laughs> let's see here so i've you know you can't outsource a personal brand you know being you and then my third point was staying within your scope so this mm-hmm. is huge so i talk a lot yep but on this podcast or anywhere that we're talking, I really try to just, instead of wit, instead of like talking about a lot of different things, I try to really go into the depth. I try to go really deep and consistent within the, the scope that I think I'm familiar with. And that's leadership slash mentorship, however you want to label it, right? That's, you know, some of our business stuff when it comes to, to, to real estate and things like that and family. And, and even when I'm diving in, I'm, you know, going deep per se, right? <laughs> Ever since you said you rubbed me off, now I'm like going deep. <laughs> Sounds weird to me. You threw me off now. Glad I gave you whiskey. Um, I try to still speak to it. So even if it's a topic I can speak on, like, oh, leadership. Okay, I think that's my shit. Okay. That still doesn't mean that you can just go off the deep end. When I'm talking, okay, leadership, that's that's a home run for me. Cool, right? That's my, man, I could talk that in my sleep. Yep. But the key there, even when it is your wheelhouse, is you still got to keep it within the scope of your experience, right? Because there's a ton of different types of leadership and you can have an opinion. And if somebody would ask me a question, I'd say, well, here's my opinion. However, like I can't speak directly to it because I've, I've never tried that style. It's never been my style. It's never been me or, hey, listen, I've never been in that industry. So, you know, maybe what I think works for me maybe wouldn't work in a certain mm-hmm. industry. I don't know. So even when it, but the point is, even when it's your wheelhouse. So first thing is stay within your scope. If you get out of your scope of what you think you're, you know, of what you've been proven to be good at, right? Whether father, making cookies, whatever you want to do, you got to stay within that scope or you become vulnerable. If you start like, dude, you're not going to hear me talk about labor, right? I can talk about what it was like being a daddy at labor, Mm -hmm. but I can't just go talking about that. And that's where you get vulnerable and people realize like you're full of shit. So first things first is staying within your scope. Secondly, even when you're within your scope, your wheelhouse, your fastball right down the middle of the plate, that's a baseball term, right? 
Eli, not Thank for you. the audience, for <laughs> Eli. You. you still got to keep it from your perspective. Yeah. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, so if I'm talking about leadership from the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and you know, dude, there's different leaders than me in the Marine Corps. Right. And I guarantee you there's some really awesome squad leaders, scout sniper team leaders, recon leaders that were different than me, and they were fucking successful. So at some point, you got to go like, there's other ways. Well, or, right. there's a thousand ways yeah. to skin a cat. Yeah. Not that I skin cats. That's yeah. also a term, full disclosure. Right? But there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. And look, yeah. man, like, what works for someone, if it works, look, dude, the data doesn't lie, correct? So at some point, you got to like, hey, even though this is my wheelhouse, this is all I, I can only speak to, like, my perspective of it and how I decide to approach it. And if someone asks you something, other ways aren't necessarily wrong it's like hey man like what you're thinking isn't necessarily wrong however like how for me and my experience and how i choose to do things i i approach it this way does that make sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that's good too to to keep you on track man when you understand that there are multiple ways to do things um a i think that keeps you humble but b it keeps you from getting distracted because if you see somebody else being successful in your field doing something differently it prevents you from trying to do it the way they're doing it yeah. which isn't you and you probably wouldn't be successful at it if you tried to do it their way you can't right it's not you right right, right. and some people are super successful their way you guys see my camera i'm reaching for you a little whiskey. more <laughs> there you go it's fucking you finish that glass i can't believe Jesus. that good yeah, job. i'm irish bro good job it's in my blood i'm irish we don't Marine. drink a lot we don't drink a lot at all no but <clears throat> i wasn't i'm I'm Marine. How much you drink? Like I'm, two drinks a I'm, month or something? I'm Marine and Irish. You drink what? Yeah. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. How, yeah. Often, how often do you drink? Um, only when I smoke. Only when I It's a country song. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Maybe two beers a month, maybe. Yeah. But then sometimes I go three or four months without a beer. That's about exactly me. We get so busy, I'm trying to just get my damn water intake. Yeah. You know, and I'm on a cut phase right now, if you guys can can tell i'm trying to i'm cutting down i'm not trying to cutting down so a little bit man but it is nice to have it you know on a friday or whatever it is so i I do try to keep it a little bit more moderate for for goals Mm -hmm. um and you know by the time we get home helping with kiddos and stuff like that you're man you're out before you know it right you know but anyway but getting back anyway i appreciate that and getting back to that point i think just it keeps you honest you know like and if you have any integrity as a leader, and this is not a leadership podcast, I get it. We're talking about personal brand. But if your personal brand is selling anything or getting people to follow you in any shape or form, it goes back to integrity. Like, do you want people listening to you if you can't speak to it? And if you are speaking to it, like just because you articulate well, like, and it sounds like you know what you're talking about, are you doing anyone any justice? I have a hard time with that because people are trusting what you say. And then what happens if they're, if they're, trying trying what you're talking about it's not working man and and they're not that they should be reliant upon your opinion they shouldn't but they are sometimes Mm -hmm. so where does your integrity lie as far as like you know are you feeding them bullshit and are you okay with that the sociopath next door it's a good book talks about one in 20 people being sociopaths and even when they're doing good deeds like why yeah that book if you guys haven't read that book you'll man you will question everybody's shit in your Mm -hmm. neighborhood but it's true you know, like if you're if you're having anybody follow you for any shape or form or you're giving any form of advice, just please have some integrity behind what you're talking about. That way you can, you know, if it doesn't work out for them, that's okay, but just stay in your scope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Good. So we're growing a personal brand. People are starting to listen a little bit. You're going to go right into growing pains, aren't you? Shit starts getting real. Ooh, it's going to hurt a little. And then things start 
hurting a little bit. And that bill goes on. Expenses pop up. Ooh. Things don't work. Bills. Clients leave. You get negative feedback from a podcast that you did or something. You start when doubting yourself. Hasn't yet, but... Okay, I appreciate yeah. you just throwing that negative energy out there. <laughs> Coming from the hippie, Fatty's just throwing out a bunch of negative shit today, huh? But... Happy Fourth of July, bro. But... Right here in front need, of Lincoln, just saying negative shit. Need, Imagine his life. Needless to say, negative things happen. Listen, I have a hard time with the word negative. Yeah. I really do. Is it negative? Mm-mm. Because you... Well, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Now, don't change who you are now. <laughs> no. Don't dude. go changing who you are because you oh, said bro. negative like six times. Oh, I Negative things happen. Hold on a minute. I just don't think... I'm okay calling it negative because... Oh, okay. Be, I got that. Because I, I know it's not a bad thing. You know I like I mean? obstacles. Yeah. I don't yeah. necessarily think it negative to me just sounds bad. Negative means to me, mm-hmm. to me, negative just sounds like there's just nothing good that comes from it. And it's just negative. It's just, you know, like, um, I don't know, man, somebody egg in my house. Here's, here's like, a, what, okay, <laughs> like, what am I going to pull from that? Somebody's like, fuck that Lincoln shirt, right? Like should have worn Obama shirt. I don't know. I'm being stupid. Yeah, I don't yeah, Right. Yeah. Lincoln's a, he's awesome. Right. Yeah. Back in the day. Yep. I feel like I know the guy. <laughs> what if somebody egg my house? Negative. Okay. Here's why. Yeah, I'm going to clean my house. I don't know who did it. Like, what's the positive? Oh, well, now your house is clean. It was clean before, asshole. Right, 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 right. So no, for I me, I have a hard time. Now, yeah. here's the deal. Tony Rob. I'm not a huge Tony Robbins fan. I think he's cool because he cusses at his conventions, and he's he's a little bit more human versus when you see him online. And But he has a really cool tool a little bit mentally. I'm sure he has a ton of cool tools. Mm-hmm. I just don't know him that well. But when he talks about, like, that 90-second rule, like, if something happens – and it angers you or creates like an emotion in you and especially a negative one. And if you're diving into that thing for over 90 seconds and there's nothing good you can take away from it, let it go. Mm-hmm. So I feel like negative is like I wake up, right? And my fucking house is egged. The only thing that might be able to come from that is like it was super hot that morning and like what I got scrambled eggs all over my house and I can eat while I clean. <laughs> no, I still don't want to do that. Or well, this creates an opportunity to clean the outside of I, your house. I Dude, call, my house was clean before. I call that some bullshit. Okay, that's negative. I call that some bullshit. You know what's another word See, similar now to you're that? Being a, now he's being that, a one-upper. Like He's that, just got to be different than me. Huh? That, but Asshole. A, a similar word is failure. Like failure, people perceive as negative. I don't see failure as negative at all. Now, okay, we're going to get to that. But again, just for my perception, I, I just think negative is like something that's like, ah, like there's just nothing you can take from it. But growing pains, mm-hmm. when growing a personal brand or a business, that's not, to me, that's not negative. That's, right. there's some obstacles, but those obstacles teach a lesson, mm-hmm. create opportunity, right? Like, mm-hmm. so it's really hard for me to call it negative. Dude, I'm going to relate this to fitness um, oh, and I knew it was going here. So, so with fitness, dude, um, I think I learned so much about business and life just from the gym and because it, you know, learning that the body is an adaptive machine. If you're not creating outside stressors that are intense enough to cause a stress response from your body, you're not going to grow muscle. You're not going to lose fat. You're not going to get bigger and faster and stronger. It's Mm -hmm. not going to happen. If if things aren't uncomfortable enough, there's no reason for your body to change. To me, that is just a super simple crossover to business, man. It's just about growing outside of your comfort zone. And yeah, you're temporarily outside of your comfort zone, but it's going to make you meet new people, get new resources, get more creative about the way you go about doing things. And then that's going to be your comfort zone. I appreciate you saying that because that that furthers my point that you should not say negative right now. But it's all perception. Fuck I just you. don't perceive it as negative. I, I think don't he perceive ag- it as negative. <laughs> 
You still perceive it as negative? No, I don't. I don't perceive negative as negative. Okay, well, yeah. you were saying negative earlier. Yeah. You're like, oh, dude, negative just negative I, stuff I, just happens. I don't perceive negative as bullshit, I'll say. Yeah, see, now you're just making shit, shit up. Well, dude, that's what I love about friendship. Here's the deal. He doesn't even give a fuck that much about these two different phrases. He just gives a fuck about me not convincing him. Well, they. so I, I had this, this coach one time. Right. I, I wasn't signed up for anything. It was just a coach I, remember, I was talking to. I remember my first beer. And, and, and I mentioned failure. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, we're not I, I talking failure. That. We're talking negative. Well, hold on, hold on. Negative. But, but, it's not negative. But, but same thing. And she's like, don't use the word in failure. It's not a failure. That's not how I'm like, oh, okay. I don't fucking perceive it as bad. Thing. I'll use the word failure because oh, my perception of it is like when I call myself fat, you're like, bro, yes. you're not fat. Like, yeah, look, yeah, dude, yeah. I don't care when I say it to myself because yep. it's not like it's not destructive. To you me. don't put that like power behind it. Nah, dude, yeah. I got huge and now I'm cutting down and lean out and be all super sexy for no one. Huge right? for you. Huge. Okay. So let's keep going with that. Yeah. As you're growing that personal brand. Growing pains. Yeah, so called. growing pains. So staying within our lane or within your lane, like what are some growing pains other than me? Mm-hmm. I'm a little hard to swallow mm-hmm. that you can remember. And, and man, just, you know, either early on from us starting a career or just early on when you were doing your entrepreneurship prior to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. what were some of the growing pains? Yep. Dude, uh, personal training. So in my mind, I, I, I've always been like, you know, I always wanted to go next level. I can never say stagnant. I'm constantly wanting to move and grow. So with personal training, when I started off working at 24 hour fitness, you know, obviously income wasn't the greatest. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, let me just build up a full-time clientele. Then I'll be happy. So I built up a full-time clientele, still wasn't making shit, still wasn't happy. So I'm like, okay, now I need to go private. So I went private, still wasn't happy with what I was making. So I kept climbing my own ladder that I was making for myself. And then eventually ended up at, but each one, each time I got to that level, it felt negative or felt like some bullshit because like, fuck, I got here and I'm still struggling every month, you know? Like so what, what do you mean? Like when you're going through that thought process, like you're struggling every month with what? Yeah. What are you struggling like with? when you, you're like, okay, once I get, you know, once I'm hitting 10 sessions a day, yep. then I'll feel like this. And then you get 10 sessions a day and you don't feel that right. way you expected. So what's the growing pain like, behind it? it? Is that? It, well, it's, it's not feeling satisfied when you're getting to a certain point that okay. you're at. And then all the struggles that come with that, because now you're working 10 sessions a day, so you're not seeing your family. You're not out socializing mm. with friends. So you're not broke anymore. Your you got a little bit of cash flow changing. coming in, but then you're like, oh shit, I got to work all the but, time. But with that come increased expenses, and then you're like, fuck, oh. I'm still in the same place. Personal training hurts me. Traditional personal training, because I feel like it's a matter of math. You got to run the sessions, right? People are there for you, right? So there's only so many hours in the day, yep. which means there's only so many sessions you can do. You can only scale so much. So two things got to give you either put multiple people into a class and you yep. do group training and you yep. maximize that. Cause if you're doing group training and you, you lower the cost, mm-hmm. but you can put 30 people into a group and you can teach five of those a day. Well, yeah, man, you're, you're teaching a hundred people a day mm-hmm. versus 10. Right. And you can scale that or you got to increase your price for the individual. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are your two major things, but you, it's hard to scale any further than that, and you get you well, get, and it burns and out. Growing your business means more money in marketing, more right. of your time, which can set bring your income down. Flipping homes, man, did yeah. super well for a year and a half. You know, flip fifteen homes successfully, and then get a little cocky, try growing too big too fast, buy four homes at once, make bad decisions, and then, dude, I lost everything I had made. And here's the thing: over that first year and a half i was trying to be good and smart and keep everything that i had made in the business yeah so it's not like i had taken any money out but man i finally got to it like a good financially successful place that i thought fuck man universe kicked me in the ass 
lost my ass on three out of the four homes, two we broke even on, two we lost our ass on. I lost everything I had made and then 70 grand in additional debt on top of that. So growing pains, man. So Eli was responsible for the housing crash in 2008. Pains. And he went to jail, and um, <laughs> but he ran. He ran. He gave it a good chase. Yep, he ran. Yep, he, yep. he hid behind. He hid in his uh, his marijuana dispensary. <laughs> and that was back when I was a cop, and I and I found him. He had a, he had a warrant. I was able to find him and put him in. People but are I, gonna think I'm like some I like piece the of guy. Shit. Like, oh, so Eli like, <laughs> like lost a guy. ton of money, ran from the cops. So when I was done being a cop, tried I tried selling weed. I called him back up. I go, hey man, you still doing crooked shit? And you know, <laughs> nah, man, I've been going to church. I'm born again. <laughs> I'm in the water. I'm drinking it. And I'm doing and I'm like, all right, hey, cool, man. Like, I'm not a cop anymore. And we got together. It's a good story. It's a great I wish it were true. <laughs> it's a great story. No, it's true. Let's talk about I'm gonna let you start off first. We'll see how brutal you hit me with this. And that'll dictate my answer. Mm -hmm. A little maybe it'll dictate my delivery. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Growing pains with a partner. So there's a lot of benefit to a partner, right? Yeah. I fall back to the whole you can let yourself down. You got to be a sorry motherfucker to let someone else down kind of thing. Right. right? And, right. and, but you get a lot of motivation and when some, you know, camaraderie is forged in adversity. Okay. So you can take that however you want. You can apply it to combat. You can apply it to whatever it may be a family member that went through abuse with you or on a lighter note, you can apply that to business partners that both have skin in the game that are both, going from the ground up, trusting one another to grow a company together, right? Like a business together. Yep. So a lot of that camaraderie, it's forged in the adversity of like, your bullshit's my bullshit and my bullshit's your bullshit. Kevin mm -hmm. Hart, right? Like mm -hmm. it's funny, but it's true, mm -hmm. you know? And I like that. I like it because it, it, all the bad is worth the good. But let's talk about some of the growing pains as far as picking a partner. Mm -hmm. And then once you've got a, a, a rock solid partner, maybe, you know, what, whatever it may be, um, growing pains there mm -hmm. dude i think um you know because I've, I've had a partner before and uh you're not a virgin you know no oh, you asshole. And, what was all that i never do this talk and dude with with uh with, <laughs> with him man what, what's something that's different between you know can you him, at least say you're sorry him and with you. me thinking you were a virgin <laughs> like you apologize. just passed right over you little slut if I, if I led you to believe that i all was right. a virgin i do apologize i appreciate that. i do apologize for that but okay. for him you know him and i got along great yeah doesn't mean we're good business partners, man, because we didn't push against each other when I feel like we should have been pushing against each other. Yeah. And that's something that you and I, um, I think are really good at, man, and, and doing it from a respectful way uh, and just that communication. And that's where I, I look at us a lot like family because I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I married you. We're not going anywhere. We're, we're, in, this for life. In. we're in this for life, which yeah. means when, when you make that kind of commitment to yourself and to a partner, that means you don't have another option but to work your shit out. Burn the ships. Yeah. 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 But, but I also think, like, you have to be picky with that person. You have to have high expectations um, and, and hold out for that person as well. I knew two weeks after meeting with you, I knew the di first day I worked with you, I knew you were something different. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm watching him, you know? And then, because <laughs> there's something different there. Like, dude, I always love when he articulates it because I know he means well. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I need you uh, different. Yeah, you know, yeah dude. Different. Yeah, I'm different. But, you know, and that kind of like, <laughs> I, I had my eyes on you a little bit, but then two weeks after working with you, I'm like, okay, like I have to be in business with this person. Yeah, you know? likewise. So likewise. It, it was kind of like that, 
love at first sight sort of thing. I did as think funny you were, as that sounds. I did think you were the Jewish version of Tim Tebow. Oh, dude, that's virgin, the best like kind. description I've ever heard, man. Faith, virgin, pure, kind. That. Oh my god, that. he's my virgin Tim Tebow. He's he's, he's my Jewish Tim Tebow, and I'm gonna get in there. It's gonna take a little while. We'll be married first, but then I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> knock his socks off. No, apparently he's a little business slut. Didn't even know about it. Uh, that's funny, dirty boy. The Jewish no, Tim I, Tebow. That's great. <laughs> I'm just glad you know who he was. I feel um, like putting that in my Instagram bio now. Yeah, and then let's go back to that first point because here's the deal too with business or with a business partner you got to give that time to grow too like you yeah. and i you know i can't remember how long it was but we felt super confident we felt pretty good we felt pretty good before we actually started doing video together yeah as yeah, in yeah, signing yeah, off on each other as in like hey we, we started committing to like a friday video once a week and doing that and like look that's a big commitment right like mm -hmm. one you're you're giving out you're documenting what's working and not working for you and and all that cool stuff but more importantly, you're putting yourself in into a public platform with someone signing off from them. Like you, right. you should probably make sure you're on good terms with them and and that they mean well and that they're in it for the right reasons and the and, and good reasons, good intentions, like you are for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that's what was most important for me was I knew we were different enough <clears throat> where we brought different qualities to the table. Mm -hmm. But I also knew like, hey man, I sign off on this guy. Like mm -hmm. I I'm okay to go into my social media and put someone on there and, and feel like I'm not gonna get fooled. And again, you know, there's a lot of passiveness on social media, right? Like you, you can go to from company to company to company, like dude in fitness, right? When I was with that fitness company and we were growing that, you had so many influencers per se that were just hopping from brand to brand to brand, right? I know fat, fat's kind of, are you smirking over there? He knows so fat did a lot of videography for, for some of those folks and no one specific I'm speaking of, by the way, but they were just go from brand to brand to brand, little brand whore. And Everybody was like always so nice. Oh, hey, nice picture or whatever. But like in their head, like we heard the comments behind the scenes like, oh, yeah, she does this. She does that. And then eventually you stop getting signed. Whether you're getting like confronted directly or not, being that way affects your personal brand. So mm -hmm. whether it's you job jumping from brand to brand or business partner to business partner to business partner or industry to industry to industry. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't change business partners. I'm not saying that you shouldn't change industries. I'm not saying that if one brand doesn't work out for you as an influencer that you shouldn't change brands i agreed however like you should give some time and privacy to make sure that they're the right one because here's the deal if you have to skip if you got to go through six different sponsorships right companies mm -hmm. if you got to go through six different industries if you got to go through six different companies for who you work for in the same industry before you find the right one between one and five do your best to get those other three or four out of the way behind the scenes right that way Maybe they see one transition. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you mm -hmm. just don't want to. You don't want to tarnish your own word, you know, or your own just respect to your own your, your own respect to your own integrity. Right. As far as like what you're showing people, yeah. I think that matters, man. Yeah, I yeah. think it matters, dude. And, and how do how do you you know as as businesses are growing and as you're going through these growing pains, um, how how do you stay positive and keep moving forward and and not let those growing pains hold you up or make you quit or take steps back? Oh, that's a great question. That's where I think the partnership helps a lot. Yeah. For well, me, it helps a lot. Yeah. And I don't, man, I was talking to my boy, Manny. Manny's one of the, the guys for bastards. I've mentioned mm -hmm. them. There's some cool motherfuckers, man. For, if you ever go to California, they got some bar and grills out there, some canteens and it's veteran owned. They do a bunch of veteran celebrations and, and they were in the Marine Corps with me and, 
uh, Manny was a, an instructor with me. Cool cat, man. Um, just a suit, but he works hard. We were talking today about that specifically. Mm. And I was like, dude, beyond all the SOCOM shit, all that bullshit. And I say it all the time, and it's true. You know what I loved about being in the infantry? Mm. Like, loved about being a grunt is it's not so much about, like, it's good to be coordinated. It's good to be athletic in the Marine Corps. It fucking helps. It's good mm. to be conditioned and going to get CrossFit or, you know, whatever it is. It's good to have all those. But here's the deal, man. Some of those, like going through squad leaders course, dude, it was brutal. Like the hikes, the ruck runs with your gear on. Dude, there's no athletic ability that's getting you through it. It just sucks. Yeah, yeah. Bro, but it's like, dude, I and I wrote this down. Don't be a bitch. But listen, listen, for all you bitches out there listening, get all fucking mad right now. Hold on. Don't be a bitch. You just give me a minute to explain. Right? Just give me a minute. Just just put the bitch aside. Just give me a minute, please. It's a powerful term. We used to say it in the Marine Corps a lot, but like when you're going through squalors course, man. So for example, even just like school of infantry, man. Right, like you're going on these ruck runs, so you have like your your gear, your bag on your back, and hikes. You got 85 to 100 pounds on your back. Okay. When we go, when we do do like seven eight mile ruck runs, it's a lighter pack. It's probably a 20 pound pack, you know, more of like a backpack style. Mm -hmm. And you got your weapons, but you always bring your weapons, man, everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. And those weapons have to go start to finish. So if someone starts, you know, with the 240, you know, they can pass it to someone else during those seven miles. It's going to get mm -hmm. passed a lot, and that's okay. You know, and a lot of times we'd be running, like you'd run two miles and then we do, you know, like a station where we're doing a ton of push-ups or flutter kicks or yeah, sit-ups. Yeah. And then, so it's kind of giving you a break from the run, but then you're doing some, some, some muscle stuff, right, whatever right. you want to call it. Not calisthenics, but yeah, calisthenics. calisthenics? Yeah. Oh, right on. Body weight. Um, and then you get back and you run it. So when, in that transition of like doing push-ups or doing, you know, doing buddy squats or whatever it was, mm. someone else would pick up that 240 or some of the, heavy, or the, the mortars and, and things like that. And then someone else would run with it. Dude. It's just heavy. <laughs> it fucking sucks, but it's like everybody else is doing this. When you talk about partnership, I right, agree. Right. And it's like when you got Marines in your squad, it's like, look, man, everybody else is doing it too. Mm -hmm. Don't be a little bitch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Grab your nuts. Keep fucking going. Right. Like, and on top of that, when I say there's no athletic ability, like sometimes, man, you like you start running, like you don't have some special harness to place the backpack on your back that like displaces you know the weight properly and then no dude you throw it on and then whoever had the, the barrel to the spare machine gun you're carrying it now but the strap is too long but you throw it on because you're in a hurry now the bag's draping down super low and it's banging in the fucking knee while you're running and you're like hey bro when we get back i'm gonna beat the shit out of you with my swollen knee right in your fucking face asshole yeah but You've already started and you're too tired. Like you're not going to stop running and let a quarter mile go by because no. you're adjusting yeah, that strap. Yeah. Just don't be a bitch. Yep. Your, knee, your knee's going to be okay. All right. And then just, and then just finish. But it's all grit, man. It's all getting through it. And here's the deal. Some guys don't carry the same weight. Some guys don't take initiative to grab that barrel. Mm. Don't take initiative to grab the 240. Don't take initiative to grab the mortar. And, you know, we're all a team. So there's guys that, get told hey pick that up and then mm -hmm. and then they'll pick it up but they're not looking for where they're at in the rotation and they're not volunteering for it and then you got guys that are taking the initiative and they're like hey hey you tired give me the barrel hey you hey give me that they're taking the initiative to grab it because they're testing themselves right those are bad motherfuckers yeah but here's the deal 
Maybe no one says a word, but the guy that like carried shit half as much as everyone else. Look, dude. Everyone knows. And you're not getting invited for a beer later. Everyone like guys knows. aren't going to want to hang out. You're like, hey, yeah. you're being a little bitch. And when you're training like that and you're training for guys to be prepared in combat, it's like, hey, where's your line of letting someone down? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're tired a little bit right now and, and you don't want to grab that machine gun? Bitch. What, yeah. do you, what are you going to do if, if we go overseas? What are you going to do, man? Be- right? Like that's important. So I think mm-hmm. when you talk about just gutting it out with entrepreneurship and just where does that come from? It comes from just the pride of the respect amongst my peers that I was never that bitch. Yeah. Right. Never. You're never, here's the deal in the Marine Corps too, man. You're never the best. There's just so much competition. There's so many things to get done. You're never going to be the best at every single little thing. And that's okay too, man. We're all a team, mm-hmm. you know, but and you're not going to finish every run first and whatever it may be, but respect amongst your peers of just something as simple as a run, swim, run, Right, you're running seven miles. You swim a certain amount of time at the pool. You put your stuff in, and you run seven miles back. And then while you're doing that, you got your weapons to carry. Just that one activity that took a couple of hours in the morning for your morning PT, your morning physical training. Right, mm-hmm. just that right there commands so much respect when you do it right amongst your peers that you're not a fucking bitch, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. So now, like when you're, I'm counting on you or you're counting on me and then we've got a team of people that are counting on us to help them grow business and yeah, we hold them accountable and there's things that they have to do for their business. But at the same time, what are we just going to cop out? We're just going to not help them? Right. We're just going to not help them because it's late at night or I'm just going to not work as hard because I'm tired one day and oh, I just need a break, even though there's things to get done. Like, you need a break. That's cool. But wait for, wait for there to be a break in the, yeah. in the mix before you do that. And, you know, I was talking today with, uh, with Manny about that. And we we're kind of laughing back and forth. And But it's true. And this is why it's so fun to see those guys at Bastards. And, and I'm sure there's plenty across America. But, dude, this is why a lot of times, like, your Marine Corps boys or, you know, or whatnot can, can be super, super successful at entrepreneurship because – Look, man, we've we've already been at the worst of mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. These guys in California, they wake up every day not getting shot at. I mean, they're close to southeast, south central LA, you know, the, <laughs> right? But they're in, uh, um, you know, they're in LA County, you know. So, but here's the deal: like they wake up, man, out of a bed. Yep. And they wake up not getting shot at. Yep. And they wake up with their family, right? And they wake up and they get to go do what they love every day with growing that bar, dude. They don't care about the grit, man. They don't care about embracing the suck and and just taking time to grow because of their perspective Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i think that's super huge for me too i think that's a huge thing but you know i was also talking to him about you because it's like well hey those are all marine bubbas man getting in and fucking doing their thing but you and i like you're a civilian right like i I did full disclosure i made a couple dudes jokes (laughs) Ah, ah, what can you do but i did tell him like man Here's what's fun about, you know, like Eli and I was like, not only does he carry the same values and, and same work ethic as you're just a born entrepreneur, that's just in your blood, man. But at the same time, I feel like growing a company with you validates me in the civilian world because mm-hmm. I'm not just this, this, just this guy like shoot my mouth off telling like corporate America how to be and here's here's how we did it in the core. Like, fuck right, off, dude. Right, right. But we've actually built something like you and I have collaborated and we've built something within civilian world and it's working and mm-hmm. successful. So I think to, to another layer, it validates me. It does. You know I mean? And that's, and that's the value of having a good partner, man. And you know, I think when people are choosing a partner, one of the worst things that I think you could do is choose a partner based off of their track record or 
the tangible things that they bring to the table. Like if you're choosing a partner based off of how much money they have or what companies they've started before, I think you're already fucked. That's like choosing a wife because her dad is rich and she's from a certain town. Ugh. You have to fall. You have to be in love with the person, and then you know if and if you're in love with that person, they're going to have a certain amount of value that they bring um, that's going to be beneficial to you. But I think it's a combination of kind of both those things. And with you and I like validating each other, like when you build your personal brand the way that you have and people know what your expectations are, people know how you do business, people know the level of accountability that, you know, you apply to all areas of your life. That validates me as well. hundred percent, you know, no, both, you know, but it's always just going to fall down to that process. But I, what I really enjoy about like working with you too, man, is, is as much as I love the Marine Corps and as much as I love law enforcement and a lot of those processes and as much as I love the experiences that I gain from them, I also love that you're not a veteran, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, hey, again, when we go back to talking about what we can talk about, right? Staying in your lane and speaking to what you can within your perspective. Well, dude, I'm a Marine. Dude, I'm a cop. Dude, right. I did government work. Like, that's my that's my shit, man. Like, that's what I have to kind of fall back. That's where, and it's not like these lessons don't apply to everyone. When we talk leadership and, and brand building and all that, it applies to everyone. But my perspective and my hard work, it's coming from my experiences, right? But what's fun, you know, and what's enlightening is that having a civilian business partner, it does just validate that, like, hey, if you like our content, man, I appreciate that so much. But don't, please, don't don't like our content and let it be, or don't like my, my side of the content and let it be nostalgic or something that's cool, but then it's unrelatable because you're not a Marine. Right. And having a, a having a civilian, shit, not even just one like Fats over here doing his thing. We're all fucking partners, yep. man. Yep. He fucking deals with us more than anyone. Yep. Civilian. Not only is he a civilian, he's in the heart of the millennial generation. Like, golly. Mm-hmm. Right? Talk about stereotypes, you know, but... What I like about that is it does show people like, hey, you can like this content, you can enjoy everything we have to say, but it's not unrelatable. It's mm-hmm. not out of reach. It's not, well, that's, well, of course you don't quit, man. You're, you know, you did this. And you're like, no, dude, not mm-hmm. true. I was a shitty swimmer before boot camp. Mm-hmm. My mom was a hippie. I never shot a rifle before mm-hmm. boot camp. You know what I mean? Like, dude, she didn't even let me have squirt guns. She embarrassed me in fifth grade because she said Lion King was premeditated murder. It's awesome. Right when I was just starting to like chicks. That's awesome. There's a couple of Hispanic yeah. chicks in the class. <laughs> one was Han- one was Anna. And you had to leave the classroom when they She's watched like, Lion how King. How huh? you doing? How you doing? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, hey, I'm good. And here comes my mom. Right? Like, yeah. holy crap. Yeah. But I learned how hard I could work at something and the confidence that brew. So for me, the number one thing I take away from the Marine Corps was that a lot of the things that I was best at were new to me. Mm-hmm. Right, a lot of my, a lot of the awards that I've gotten and in, in, in shooting and all that crap, man. Like, I never done it until mm-hmm. I actually showed up at boot camp. So one, it shows a proven process within the Marine Corps that they have a process on how to teach. And if you don't, know, if you don't let your bad habits, or if you don't have any bad habits, if you don't let let that interfere, if you come in here and you apply yourself and compartmentalize and work hard at it, they've got a phenomenal system at creating right. fighters. Right. Period. Right. right? right. So there, there's credit to that, but then also you can give credit to yourself of actually how hard you can work at something before you give it up or, or say, ah, this doesn't work. Like, does it? Oh, you can't, you can't lose the weight? Oh, you're, you're trying? Hmm. Are you? Or look, are you being a little bitch? Right. Right? Like, and, that, but there, but, and I'm being funny with don't be a bitch, right? Like, 
But it's true. So now when we come into our process, man, the number one thing I try to give to our team, especially like the newer agents that are on our team that are now crushing, by the way, right. multiple deals under yeah. contract at the same time, they're awesome. Yeah. But what's fun is like, hey, you don't need to be good at this when you get here. I just need you to apply what we're doing. Dude, you know what I mean? That's, that's I, I would almost the... rather have new agents and ones with bad habits. It's like, just don't be afraid. And the fact that a fitness guy like you and like a knucklehead like me, all tatted up and kind of buff, has 80% of a team that is like soccer moms Yeah, with two guys. Everyone else is female. Two guys like us. Yeah, and they're kind uh, of... You, you mean <laughs> two guys on the team, right? right yeah, right, right, not right. two guys. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah they're yeah, like us because yeah. they're outies. No. Right, yeah. not innies. Yeah. But the rest of the team is all innies and outies, boys and girls. Gotcha. Yeah. They're like us because they have weenies. Right. Yeah, but they're not like you. us. I got you. Brandon is a little bit. He's got a hustler. Wyatt's, he's got some of us in him too. A, yeah, yeah. Wyatt's got a cool yeah. style. Shout out to Wyatt. Brandon, you guys are good dudes. But the rest of the team is female. Yeah. And a lot of them are moms, mm -hmm. right? And like, dude, they're little killers. They're yeah. fucking... A, they're, yeah. they're thinkers and... They're applying fundamentals and what we're talking about. They're little assassins out there mm -hmm. doing a great fucking job. But again, I feel like a lot of the trust and a lot of the just, yeah, the trust that we get from them or anyone else, the fact that you and I did it first and I did it with someone that's a civilian, not just me, it just validates the process and it eliminates them having an excuse. Because right. if you have been alongside of me and we've done it, Where's your excuse at? Oh, well, he's a, of course you're brave or confident. And like, oh, of course you're this. Like, no, dude, one, I have a lot of my own insecurities and my own difficulties I had to overcome. But you're never going to hear them unless you are here long enough to let me open up to you. But I think a lot of the reason why they're around is because you're on that other side of the business model. Well, and for me, dude, like, I was bad at everything i'm I, it's rare if i'm a natural at anything you weren't bad at uh whoring yourself I'm, out to business partners <laughs> so like but <laughs> that's gonna be my thing for like a month i i had one business partner i know one, uh, one, one time, time. Yeah. One, one time one time i was yeah. drunk i was on a cruise <laughs> i get it um, but <laughs> good dude I, I was not natural at anything man any sport that i tried i was clumsy i was not good at it um drumming was really the first thing that I stuck with long enough to become good at it. Drumming. And then, yeah, drum set drumming. Yeah, musical drumming, right? I'm giving um, you a shout out. But, Eli uh, was in a band. I was, yeah. He was a sex panther. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, I, it, it, that was really the first thing. And once Before I you go any further, <laughs> hold on a minute, man. I don't like how you do that. You just, you're, you're just what? passing stuff. I'm throwing you an alley up. Here's the deal. I love the story of the, of the homeschool kid that's just super kind and internal that ends up being in a rock band. That's actually when I of started all playing. Things. Yeah. Shirtless, beating them drums up. Dude, I was shirtless a lot. that shit is so cool. <laughs> yeah, you're serious, shredded. We'll, we'll find some footage sometime. Super um, cool. But just being bad as shit, man. And, and that's when I learned like, hey, if you just do something long enough, you'll get good at it. If you like it and you do it long enough and apply things that you learn and be resourceful and try and learn shit. Like I, you have to actually be like, teaching yourself and educating yourself as you go along, you can get good at things. And then, you know, I think when I learned how to learn per se, dude, it was like game over after that. And I'm like, I don't care if, how bad I am at something. I know if I learn and educate myself and apply it, I'll get good at it. So I agree. with growing pains, man, that's something that, you know, brings me a ton of peace of mind because I expect to be bad at things when I first start. And I expect to get better at them when I apply what I learned. Because you've gotten better at period. some things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Here's where, here's where my, and my, mine is like twofold, right? Mine is binary, Gary V. Mine's binary, my opinion. One, I think you're right. There, there's one aspect of 
if you actually apply yourself to your full potential, not to not to where it's not pleasurable, not to where, oh, I'm tired today, or mm-hmm. no, I don't feel like it, and fuck that, okay? If you actually d- just dig deep and apply yourself for a duration of time consistently, you can become extremely proficient at some things, correct? Yep, yep. Agreed. Here's the other, here's the other twofold, okay? The other half of this is whatever industry you're in, most people don't do that. Most people are half-assing it, faking it until they're made. Well, whatever. whatever. Like, dude, real estate. Okay, like the average realtor doing five deals a year. Come on, man. Yeah. Okay, the top 20% starting at like 20. Now, that was a year and a half ago when those stats were out. If it's different now, if it's a couple to the left or to the right, I get it. That's fine. But the biggest thing is one aspect, you can, you've got a lot more in you than you think. Second aspect most people aren't going to do that, which means you're going to be that much better right. because you chose to do that versus everyone else that just kind of gets by and they put, you know, they put an adequate amount of effort towards something and they're not phenomenal at it. Mm-hmm. They kind of get by. You're going to surpass them. Yep. And you don't necessarily have to like be amazing at it to be above them. Right. And that's going to give you some momentum to keep pushing. And that's no disrespect to anyone. I'm not thinking of anyone specifically, but dude, I get super mad when we have people in an industry like ours that want to part-time it, barely do it, you know, and, oh, hey, I'll just do a couple deals here and there. Like, I get it. And I know your intentions are good. Not everyone, but I understand that people have good intentions. But being in this full-time and understanding everyone's emotional process through selling and buying and their personal situations of divorce or having a kiddo and just... Their life going on while they're doing this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a managing, you know, of, of just managing people's emotions and just being that resource and helping them. And I think that's where my police work kind of yeah. comes into play yeah. with that. But I get it's hard, and this is on me because it's emotional. It's an emotional response, and that means I have control of it. But it's so that's on me. But it's hard not to have a little bit of animosity for people that don't take this industry serious and and. They expect someone to trust them with the biggest purchase of their life or biggest sell and buys. I don't care if you're 10 houses in. Usually whatever you're currently buying is the most expensive purchase of your life. Mm -hmm. And you barely do it, right? But you expect people to trust you or you expect people to pay your full price. Fuck, man. Yeah. Like I have a big problem with that. So, you know, in industries like that, if you actually dive in and apply yourself 100% consistently, for a duration of time, man, you're going to surpass a lot of people. Maybe yes, you're never you the greatest realtor to 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 ever live. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if you want to aspire to be that. I don't right. know if they have a measurement for that. Right, right. But you're going to be real damn good. And yeah, if you you're are. real damn good, you're going to be pretty damn successful. One, because you worked at it. Secondly, because others won't. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a big thing, man. It's, it is. And that's what was fun in the Marine Corps. You know, like when you're even through basic stuff, man, going through going through um, boot camp, going through school of infantry, getting to your first unit, like a lot of it, don't get me wrong, man, like you athletic and endurance, mm-hmm. it, it applies. Don't get me wrong. But the majority was like, just don't quit. Dude, fuck. Just I'm, don't quit. Dude, just don't quit, man. Like, I'm so glad you said don't that. Don't be a bitch. I'm so glad you said that. And you know what Marines do to you? What? They'll call you a bitch. Yeah. Hey, don't be a bitch. <laughs> like, it's it, that simple. It probably helps. But it means... It means so much, but here's the deal. Camaraderie is force and adversity. So when you got yeah. those guys that are also, when you got guys in the suck with you telling you just not be a bitch, they're not on the sidelines. This can't, is different. can't argue with that. This is not a Monday yeah. morning quarterback trying to tell you what you should have done. And these are guys mm-hmm. that are in it with you saying, hey, man, you're letting the team down. Get up. 
Mm-hmm. But that right there, dude, it teaches you that you actually have a lot more in you than you realize. And sometimes you break. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to mentally break. You're going to have that moment or whatever. And when those guys are there, they're like, don't be a bitch. It's like, take your skirt off or take whatever. Stop being, a, stop being dramatic. Get up. And it's like, it's just so simple, but it means so much. But the context of they're in it with you yeah. is huge. So I think that's why you and I thrive is a partnership is good. And if you ever tell me one day not be a bitch, you can kind of speak to it because you're doing this with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it, yeah. and it matters. Well, it matters. Dude, and once people get the basic fundamental understanding of like what you just said, like just don't quit. You do this long enough, you apply yourself, you're consistent over time, you will be successful. Dude, the confidence that comes with that man, like that makes running a business fun every single day. That makes doing this podcast with you fun every single day. Not once is there ever a doubt of will we be successful or not? When? Because it's a matter of when. Dude, I just know it's going to happen. A plus B equals C. If you do this, if you don't quit, you apply yourself, you do a good job consistently over time, it's going to happen. And look, this goes, this is not just specific to real estate. And I mean, for you and I, like I, I was entrepreneurial, right? Like with entrepreneurial, <laughs> fuck did I just say? <laughs> entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, curriculum, fucking Jesus, dude, I cannot say that word. If I had to save your life and like, okay, say curriculum and Eli lives, I'll be like, hey, bro. Uh, I'm going to make sure your son's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And, and your wife, I'll introduce her to Lamar. He's a nice guy. It's all good. You have to have him on the podcast. Oh man. What the fuck was I even going to say? Entrepreneur. I don't know. Entrepreneurial. Like, yeah. Like I, I did stuff with the, with a fitness company prior to this, you know, and like you, you've done stuff prior to real estate. So when we talk about not quitting, I don't mean don't quit real estate. Or don't quit the first thing that you try. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like whatever mm-hmm. your whatever your adventure is and wherever life is taking you and ever whatever opportunities present themselves, great. Like attack it. And if you tried something a ton for a duration of time and you you felt like you've turned that stone and you suck at it, or maybe you don't suck at it, but you hate it and you've done it long enough to rate right. answering that, yeah, move on into something different. We're just talking about quitting overall. And whether you're trying one thing or you've tried six things in your life. You know, when did that time come? Because you were gaffing it off. Are you quitting because it's not working? But did you put the work in or does it suck because you didn't put the work in? Right. This is where you've got to answer these things with yourself. This is where your own personal integrity really, really, really comes into play, man. And mm-hmm. and it's super important. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, just as a as a dis- disclaimer out there, it's not, you know, staying with the one company or the one industry, whatever it may be. It's just keep turning stones until you find something that you like that you're yep. also good at yep and then push it and then yep. be, and then once you find that keep at it become resourceful put some good people around you and then after that start documenting what you're doing and build that brand one last thing i want to touch on dude um it, it to keep what keeps me go going what keeps me going to the gym every day what keeps me doing the podcast in our business is for me one of my prerequisites. We're like God fucking damn. some words up today. Prerequisites for for going into business or, or taking on a new venture is I have to have fun doing it, man. I have to have fun. When and I, perspective, right? Like you don't want to work for anyone. Yeah. Well, and and to Do me, you. to me, that's having fun. So what? No, what, that's what I mean. It's like yeah. so. So you're right. So having fun is one side of the coin. What I mean is the other side of the coin is a perspective. So remember when I was talking about bastards. I'm like, hey, man, listen. These awesome dudes, these these mm-hmm. awesome guys, they wake up, 
not getting shot at. Mm-hmm. They wake up with their families. They wake up running a bar called Bastards because 2-4, that unit, they're called the Glorious Bastards. Yeah. They named the canteens after their That's unit. Cool. And now Marine Corps, Marines come and have a place to, to, to be a Marine. And other mm-hmm. veterans are welcome as well, too, in law enforcement as welcome as where too and downing that city's accepted a man and it's awesome so they get all of that they take all of like the the hardships or the obstacles or whatever maybe because of their perspective yeah of what they get to yeah. do so this is not a combat conversation this is fucking eli hates to work for someone he's tried it he hates it so having fun but having and remembering the perspective of i could always be worse i could always go back and clock in and clock out and have a fucking boss Dude, yeah. that perspective yeah. will keep you pushing well, forward. And, and by having fun, I don't mean having like a jolly good time all the time. By having fun, um, I mean like being around people, like you said, that, that you want to struggle, that you want to grind with. You know, yeah. we can make jokes, we play music, but we get our fucking shit done. You know, my advice for, for people that are just starting off going to the gym, forget the results. Forget trying to lose 100 pounds this year. Find, start taking some supplements. Find a pre-workout you like. Find some music that you like and just... Get in, the, get in the state of enjoying, Fat. putting on the radio, putting on your headphones, getting to the gym, and just feeling the pump, just having fun, man. You fall in, you fall in love with just the process of doing something, right. the result will come. So what you're kind of saying is like, go dabble in into like, hey, before you get too structured in the gym, go realize how cool yoga pants are. Well, bro, here's the thing. No, hey, comment results, on that. Results are hard. The gym is hard. If you're so focused on losing 100 pounds just get in there and have a good time and kind of see how machines work and just go see what it's all about first right well that's going to keep you going if you're having fun mm-hmm. that's going to keep you going and then a year's going to pass you and be like holy fuck i lost 100 pounds well like right we've talked about it you know we had a gentleman in our fit works program um that we're doing you know with um realtors and lenders and it was like dude i, I got 100 pounds he literally said that i have 100 pounds to lose man like i just i don't even know what it, and i'm like listen man have you ever done a diet before or mm-hmm. exercise he's like yeah man a little bit and i'm like have you ever lost five pounds? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I go, great. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, we are not losing 100 pounds. We're going to lose five pounds 20 times, mm-hmm. okay? And that process is going to change as you get lower and lower and lower. As you, as you lose more and more and more, sometimes it's a little hard to lose in the first 40 pounds. Yeah. But we're going to cross that bridge when we get there because once you've lost 40 pounds, your 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 perspective is different. Yeah. Your knowledge is different, right? Like your efforts are different, like – We'll cross we'll cross that bridge when we get there when we've lost that first forty. But for now, hey, listen, man, we're gonna we're gonna lose five pounds. Twenty great times. way to look at it, right? And just get in there and dabble with it and mm-hmm. realize how cool yoga well, pants dude, are. Dude, that's the yeah, I remember the fuck first yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah, bro. I remember yeah. the first time I saw you in a mouth. <laughs> what do I call you? Saw butt? me in them. <laughs> <laughs> I call Eli's butt Mississippi. You're the one blood. that wears tights. I'm man. like, hey, I never wear tights. Hey, come here. Where'd you get that Mississippi blood over here? Look at that <laughs> thing. Look at that. Oh, that's Look nasty. at those buns. Yeah. Yeah. But Sweet Hawaiian buns. And, and here's the thing, dude. If you if you hate going to the gym, if you hate the people at the gym, if you're just not having fun, you're not going to go. But, and you know what? Here's the deal. There's some not nice people at the gym per se. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I've never seen someone lash out at someone in the gym. Not that I'm saying it doesn't happen. Here, but more times than not, if you're fat, or if you're whatever, and you're and you're nervous about going to the gym, or this or that, or whatever it may be, believe it or not, when you go, people actually compliment you. Hey, yeah. man, I've seen you in here for six months. Yep. I'm impressed, man. 
keep up the good. Or, hey, man, I've seen you here for a month. And I've seen, not just me, I've seen other people like at the gym that I go to compliment people that have lost 10 pounds. Hey, you've been in here for a couple weeks. Great job. People are actually a lot more open and respectful than you think because some of them have been through it themselves. Because they know what it takes, just like in business, man. Just like in business. So our biggest thing, I know we're getting a little long-winded today. I think our biggest thing is, you know, if you're going to be building your personal brands, whatever you're going to be building that within, find that, but give yourself some time to build it, figure out who you are in it, make sure you're successful and you're having fun in it and you're going to be around for a little while. That way you can speak to it. Secondly, mm-hmm. be resourceful. Put a partner around you. Put Just put other people around you that can support what you're doing, that, that can help you bring that to scale. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly, document it. Don't get fancy. Don't be romantic how you make your money. Just document everything that you're doing. Stay within your scope. Document what's working for you. And stay within that lane of perspective so you can help as many people as you can that have maybe a similar approach or, or think that they might have a similar approach to you. And then just fucking rock out and have a good time and keep working hard, man. Mm-hmm. Just just don't quit. Yep. Just don't quit. Happy Friday. I like it. Happy Friday, guys. Love you. Thanks for watching. Love you, too. I forgive you. Love you, too, fat. Thank you. Word. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you on Monday. You will. Whole new topic for that. But until then, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. And we'll holler at you soon.